Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. We're your hosts. I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Master Ryuho Okawa. Ryuho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so today we have How to Become a Creative Person by Ryuho Okawa. It seems thin when you pick it up, but the book is actually very dense. There are three chapters that are packed with powerful contents, and we will get into that today. But first, I'll turn it over to my partner, John, who will read the preface. Many of the spiritual truths I see as a matter of course may be surprising to my new readers. I believe work productivity is based on the law of cause and effect, but it is difficult to explain in words the importance of the process of producing positive results. For example, reading more than 2,000 books a year does not necessarily allow you to write as many books as you want. Rather, the more books you read, the more confusing and difficult it becomes for you to organize your thoughts. This is probably true for over 90% of people. Those who become too immersed in miscellaneous information during youth will grow up to be well-versed only in trivia or the kind of information found in tabloids. You need talent, heavenly blessings, and perseverance to cultivate your abilities to differentiate the main issue from unimportant details and to grasp the essence. You must always strive to find gold in the sand and keep on polishing the rough diamond. From Rio Okawa. Yeah, even that right there is enough teachings for like a book. He said you need a few different points, including talent, heavenly blessings, and perseverance to cultivate your abilities to differentiate the main issue. So I think what that means is for people living today, it is increasingly easy to get access to information, but it is increasingly hard to get access to wisdom. Wisdom is something that is cultivated over time. And like it says here, you must always strive to find gold in the sand and keep on polishing the rough diamond. I believe that is the way that we can convert our information into knowledge and our knowledge into wisdom. So if we want to learn that kind of wisdom and that kind of intellectual power, we can find a lot of hints within this book. Chapter one is how to become a creative person, creative power that comes from imagination. Chapter two, power up your intellectual strength, the art of reading to triumph in life. And chapter three, the power of perseverance, mindset and strategies to keep succeeding. So each chapter is a little bit different and has different contents, but each of them are hints and tools to lead you to become a wise person and to become a creative person. So we can think that this book is a way to polish the mind or to develop ourselves in accordance with the truth of the universe, but also to become people who can succeed as a result of mastering these secrets. So, John, after reading this book, did you have any impressions or things that stood out to you? Yeah, uh, you know, so this book titles How to Become a Creative Person. So I was imagining it was going to be something different than what it was, I think, you know, and, you know, maybe sort of like ideas about just creativity for creativity's sake and for people who don't feel creative and that type of thing. And that's definitely in there, but it really immersed uh, it the content into like how to use the imagination, the law of attraction, and then a variety of techniques for how to build up inspiration in your mind. 
and how to express that imp information and the importance of expressing that information. One thing, I mean, a lot of things stood out. I really enjoyed, there was a segment in the book about how to read more books mm -hmm. and how to read faster. And there was some strategies and techniques that I personally found, you know, just very useful and practical as things we can develop and kind of ties into, you know, what was said in the, the, the preface about sort of finding the gold in the sand, polishing the diamond, you know, you can get more information when you're able to extract those essential qualities mm -hmm. out of uh, what you're reading, you know, so we're all taking in a lot of information all the time. And, you know, so yeah, though, that stood out to me. I really liked the way that, you know, the, uh, there was, I think earlier in the book, there was a concept about imagining what we want and holding that image, like fixing it in our mind mm -hmm. and how difficult that is for most people. And I think that's true because I think the average person, the images that they're probably fixing in their mind are either anxieties and fears or things that they want, but which are like way out of reach, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe not realistic for where they are in life. So I think that, and it kind of tied in a little bit to Ryokawa's book, The Power of Basics, I think, mm -hmm. where focusing on those smaller steps and imagining those things and letting those things come to fruition. And yeah, you know, it's really cool. Just, you know, the idea that by holding that image in your mind, you'll attract experiences that will put you in a position to work towards those things. Mm -hmm. And then him giving his own examples of how he has applied this in his life to accomplish magnificent things. Yeah, that's very, I mean, that's a great way to say it. And I really agree with that completely. It's very tough. I can admit to myself that I am one of the people that sometimes I do have a hard time reading a lot of books and then maintaining the clarity of thought without being distracted by the trivial information within those uh, books. So he mentioned that in the preface, but it takes a talent and it takes a certain set of skills that one has to develop to choose which contents to focus on and to underline them, try to memorize them, but just skim over the other contents that you wouldn't be, your life won't be changed by or things that won't have any effect. So there's a certain way to read that can lead you to success or lead you to just immersion in trivial information. It can also be said as a way to, you can grow rich and get successful and become very prosperous through reading certain types of books. But if you focus on the wrong things or you end up wasting your time, it can really just be a kind of the end of your studies. So he mentioned about Benjamin Franklin's quote, time is money. Time is money. And the way that we use our time for reading is also very important to how much money we can make in the future. It's kind of connected in a way that I didn't expect. So with that said, there's a lot of other teachings in this book for young people in particular on how to become successful in the future, but the kind of success that will last through decades, the kind of success that creates a legacy for ourselves, and it's a way to really reach our potential. It takes a lot of reading, it takes a lot of perseverance, it takes a lot of focus, but we can be people who succeed in multiple fields 
people who understand multiple types of knowledge, and that will lead us to a kind of greater caliber. So with that said, I wanted to ask you, John, how can you apply this book to become more productive or more successful? Or what's like a generic example that you could give if you couldn't think of something in particular? From this book, I would say, you know, like, well, he discusses um, in one part about how if you read a lot of books and you take in a lot of information like that, you could end up like 10 years ahead of people of your peers. Let's say like you're a college student, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this he talks about a, a lot about how like a lot of people feel that they're intellectually inadequate or even creatively inadequate. Mm -hmm. And there's a solution for that. You know, you there are things you can do that like what you're described in this book, which they work. You yeah. know, I mean, if you just spend that time reading and studying different topics and and focusing on things one at a time, you know, like that was a, a point that I really appreciated how he said, like, you can learn four subjects in a year really well if you spend three months straight really focused on that subject. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there was an example, like if you want to understand finance, and I've experienced this myself, there was a point where like I wanted to understand finance better. So I spent a period of time studying it and then I was able to speak about it. But you can't do it all at the same time. So like the way we're all, most of us are taking information now through the internet, it's, there's a million different things. And you know, if we could just uh, remain concentrated you know, and develop that foundation. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the internet. The internet is kind of like there. It certainly exists to distract your attention. You know, there's so much things competing for one person's attention that they, the algorithms and the way that it's set up is designed to get you to waste your time, to focus on trivial information because they want you to focus on them, another website or another video or another post. So these kind of things in this day and age, it's hard to become a person who focuses on one thing and masters it and then moves on to the next. And that also reminded me of another part of this book, which is talking about the reality of geniuses. So a lot of young people, I think in particular, want to become a genius or they want to be known as a genius. But it says on page 52, I went through various experiences and realized that there are no such people as stunning geniuses in the world. When people call someone a genius, it is often due to some misunderstanding. They do not actually know the person well, and in many cases, they only see one side of him or her. So he talks about the limits later on in the intellectual abilities of how people live in their 20s and how people develop their brain power. But geniuses can be defeated in the end by perseverance and by studying and by the talent of learning knowledge in various fields. Yeah, the intellect is something that could be developed and built. I don't think it's just static, you know? Yeah. So there is even this part that talks about a mediocre person being turned into a wise person. And you know, I'm, of course, I'm certainly not at the level of a wise person, but I remember like where I was five years before right now to where I am now. And I would certainly say in many areas, I knew very, very little about the world, about humankind, about the laws that govern this universe and certain things like that. Likewise. So I can say, oh, I am a completely different person in a certain sense. 
through the power of studying, through the power of focusing on important subjects. And that's all mentioned in this book on how to transform someone from mediocre into a wise person. I thought that was very important for us to learn. And then one other point I wanted to mention was this idea of meditating to gain ideas, but then praying to gain supporters. So, you know, some people are stuck in the, you know, brainstorming phase. They're idea people. They just think of new ideas all the time, but they don't get any support. So he talks about this transformation from gaining ideas to gaining supporters. And I think that's a way that's kind of pragmatic, but also spiritual in the method. It's pragmatic in the results. And that kind of fusion makes us kind of successful in a new way that I never thought of before. Yeah, I really appreciated that. I mean, I'm definitely an idea man myself. So it's easy for me to, I could just sit and the ideas will come and they'll stew in my mind throughout the day. And and it's very, it could be very difficult to actually put them into practice though. And, and I never really just thought of like, well, yeah, you could use the power of prayer. That's the active side of the meditation. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really the same thing in just another form. You know, it's connecting to the heavenly dimensions, connecting to the higher spirits. So one form of that is meditation. Another form is prayer. And the passive form can be transformed into the active form and make a real effect in this world. Yeah. Uh, profound. <laughs> So we're getting on here in time a little bit, but I wanted to read two parts. One is a poem called A Guide for the Mind, Human Growth. This is the second poem in the book. It comes from these, this idea by a Chinese philosopher named Kun Lu, but I will read it from the beginning. When you are young, it is all the more important to study diligently, learn a great amount of knowledge quickly and accurately, and train your brain. First, aim to be intelligent, talented, and eloquent. However, do not be satisfied at that level. An eloquent, talented person tends to be narrow-minded. This is not enough to be a leader. Aim to be a big-hearted and cheerful person who does not fret over small details. Develop a broad-minded and dynamic character. Train yourself to have strong nerves. This is the second goal. And as the third goal, cultivate a composed, unwavering, and calm attitude, and develop a dignified and reliable character. Aim to be a magnanimous person, a person with an unshakable mind. Know that when evaluating people, those with an unshakable mind come first. Those with a broad and dynamic mind come second and those with intelligence, talent, and eloquence come third. Refer to Shen Yin Yu by Kun Lu. So I really love that poem. It kind of is a hierarchy of rankings of the human mind. Yeah. You know, it, it teaches us what's important at certain phases of our life and what goals to strive for and how to become a complete human being. Yeah, and I think for young people, it's certainly... Well, it doesn't sound like a lot of young people today, so I think yeah. it's something they should be striving for. Yeah, the ground rules of life. Right. Yeah. And then to end, I would like to read from the afterword of the book. This book, in a way, is a theory of success, but because it is based on my own abilities and experiences, it can be interpreted differently depending on the reader's abilities, talents, and experiences and on the environments they find themselves in. 
Love is necessary to become a creative person. Only when you are determined to make others happy will you have the strong will to find time, to crystallize wisdom, and to make the continuous steady efforts. Money can buy you time and books, but not all people with riches become intelligent, creative people. Rather, they are more apt to become lazy. Nevertheless, you can find the secrets to enriching your life by becoming a creative person. So I believe this book will be the power to change your future. Each and every good book I encountered has made me what I am today. In the same way, I pray this will be a life-changing book that will help my readers carve out a brighter future. Riho Okawa, May 16, 2018. So, truly remarkable book, and you can find it in bookstores near you, such as Barnes & Noble. You can also find it online at Amazon.com. If you'd like to learn more, you can learn more on okawabooks.com. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, though. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.